We the people choose it, we the people vote. I am Harry. And I'm Tim. And this is Tracks. You alright mate? Hello there Tim. How's it going? Pretty good, thank you. How are you? I'm very, very well, thank you. Lovely. You feeling a better... Are you feeling a better? <laughs> You're feeling a better? <laughs> You've been a bit ill this week, so... I've, I've been terribly ill. You might... Well, people still will be able to hear it. Um, I've been very, very poorly. Um, I think a... you're already milking it a bit more than... No, I you couldn't... very, very poorly. On blooming... I was. Sunday night and Monday, I was... I couldn't get out of bed. I was... I had thought I had a fever. <laughs> you thought you had a fever? <laughs> yeah, because I'd get out of bed and I was dizzy and I'd like... Like it's my just brain felt like it fast. was falling apart, and like that's just you. No, it isn't. Oh, shut up. I said the other day, it felt like my brain was just swishing against my head. He's like, "Oh, you got a small brain." I was like, "I oh, really said." I didn't for say that. that. You, no, you didn't. Somebody oh. did. Oh, okay. Nick at work, my oh. boss. <laughs> 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 nice to know what he thinks of you, <laughs> yeah, your right. intellect. Um, but yeah, no, I'm doing much better now. I feel like I flushed it out of me. And, Sweated uh, it out last night. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds weird. <laughs> Playing football, <laughs> would you say? Yeah. No, I went. I went to kind of stand there and be in goal, but in the end, I just kind of ran a, ran about a bit, and I started to feel better. Although I have to say, it nearly killed me because I, I couldn't really breathe out of my nose. So <laughs> I was doing a lot more breathing, and my my mouth breathing. Yeah. <laughs> like my 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 chest felt like it was going to explode by the end. It was actually. I feel like it was probably quite dangerous. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a particularly good idea. I yeah. It's like playing football with a peg on your nose. Yeah. My medical advice to you was to not play, but you dismissed it. Well, anyway. I didn't want to... Mi- I don't like missing out on things. Yeah. I'd rather have got there and watched everyone. You had FOMO. I had massive FOMO, and I hadn't even been there yet. So, <laughs> well, I guess you can still do that. Anyway, yeah. how are you? Uh, yeah, I'm all good. I'm all good. Just kind of getting back into the swing of things after a couple of weeks off. A couple yeah. of weeks away. Do anything nice? What, in my time away? Yeah, I know you did. I was off globetrotting, gallivanting across the continent. I was in Denmark for a few days, mm-hmm. um, enjoying myself, cycling about, seeing the sights. Went to see some jazz, nice. which was interesting. Do you know, I listened to a thing on the radio the other day about jazz, and uh, I'm really bad at this because I can't remember any of the proper information, but basically there's like this young jazz scene in London at the moment, yeah. which is like really thriving. And it's kind of bringing jazz back to the youth, and they're yeah. almost giving it a new life with like experimental kind of youth jazz. Yeah. <laughs> I keep hearing things like that. I mean, obviously, there's like most years on the Mercury Prize, there's like a jazz album on the shortlist, mm. um, and like obviously, Kamasi Washington has blown up a lot this year. And I keep hearing that jazz is like the next, the next genre that's going to have a real moment in the sun. But I've got. I, I just s- think it's it's introduced into other genres so yeah. well. I think Kendrick has probably got a big part to play in this Mm. all happening because he's obviously very heavily jazz influenced. You listen to the instrumentals to something like Lil Khan's last album. Yeah. And a lot of it is so jazz influenced. Yeah. Although a little more blues. Yeah. Because some of the stuff I was listening to was kind of real, I don't know, but kind of classic jazz, you know, almost freestyle. Very very freestyle. And what I went to see was very freestyle. So it was like in this... 
If it, if it's it'll... got a name, not freestyle. I can't think of what yeah. it is. Freeform. I can't remember. I, I studied it, no. so that's good. You should know. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, whatever it is. So it was it was in this like little kind oh, free of free jazz. Free jazz. Yeah. It was in this little like <laughs> uh, kind of wine bar type thing in Copenhagen. It felt very pretentious to be there. I sat there with a kind of glass of red wine, and I really wanted to kind of soak it all up and. Um, feel the atmosphere be a massive and, twat yeah basically <laughs> but like I, I thought I'm somewhere different I'll do something different um, and like there was bits of it that I really got on board with yeah. there was it was a, like a three piece there was a drummer a double bass guy and a sax and trumpet player drummer was unbelievable so cool I spent most of the time trying to focus on him he was kind of not only was he just like really really tight kind of brilliant brilliant rhythm section but also like he kept doing weird things like he'd pick up a cymbal and like play with it with a bow from a violin and make this kind of weird atmospheric kind of shimmery noise um, and the double bass player would do things like he'd be like dragging his knuckles down the wooden back of his bass kind of making all these kind of weird noises those two were really really cool <laughs> mm. then the the brass section the one man brass section was just ridiculous I mean <laughs> what? <laughs> It, like no melody in pretty much anything he played it was just it's like mate what are you doing and he would kind of he would do this thing where he'd sort of step back and sort of uh, interlace his fingers and look down at the floor and sort of nod and wait for his moments come in and the other two would be like make, doing this quite cool little like free free form little bit and he'd just come in over the top and go it's like mate no um, so that was interesting it was enjoyable um, okay. new experience though isn't it? yeah exactly uh, so that was good yeah I've had a good a good couple of weeks but I'm very glad to be back here for another hopefully successful episode of Tracks because should we let people know that we did do a little recording session this week yeah we did didn't didn't go too well <laughs> no well this it? was right in the thick of your illness Monday yeah. uh, we tried to record an episode and decided it was crap so this is the replacement one we're doing two episodes this week just for you guys at home because we can't be serving you up rubbish you deserve the best yeah and we're going to try and give it to you absolutely I do have to say um, because I missed out and I talked about it a lot in the last one that no one ever heard yeah half the reason why I'm so ill is because I had a very 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 busy week yeah Um, and last Sunday I went to the one and only uh, Abbey Road Bloody hell, Harry has made it to the top of the musical <laughs> yeah. tree. I've ticked that off my bucket list. And yeah. believe me, believe you me. <laughs> believe you me, that has been on there for a while. I've always I always wanted to go, you know. Um, it's kind of the holy grail of all music in a way. Yeah. Um, and I went there for a 10-hour session. Um, it's a long time. We were kind of facilitating a band. Sunday uh, sesh, some people might call it bit of a Sunday session. Uh, well, I ended the day as if somebody had just done a big Sunday sesh um, because yeah. I gradually just got worse and worse throughout the day. Yeah. Um, tell us a bit about Abbey Road. But, <coughs> this is why I'm coughing a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to be able to take these out because... Because. Um, <laughs> the day was... Uh, so firstly, we turn up, we get an Uber from uh, New Cross to there. We turn up 
the, we've already told the taxi driver we're going to Abbey Road Recording Studios, and already I'm feeling a little bit cool. I'd like to tell the taxi driver yeah. just to just, just you know, to, do you know Abbey Road? Do you know the famous place? <laughs> um, do you know the Beatles' house? <laughs> uh, yeah, so we turn up, and there's so many people like taking photos and stuff outside. Everyone's doing the walk over the um, zebra crossing. Yeah, and we rock up, open the front gate, start walking in. And you're just thinking, these people are going to start taking photos of us. I they hope think they're, they're watching me right now. And because there's a lot of tourists there, so they actually are taking photos of you because they don't know you're not if you're famous <laughs> or not. I'm thinking that they all think I'm a Sheeran. I bet you. <laughs> With my, <laughs> oh, my no. tall mate. I'm trying to think of a better doppelganger for you. It's not Ed Sheeran. Uh, like a, Guy a, from a Royal shorter Blood? Seth Rogen. Uh, yeah, no. Royal you know, Blood you could I've be. had... Um, I can't remember who said it, but apparently me and my brother look like an amalgamation of the two together. Yeah. Um, I've also that, yeah. I've also had uh, the Alt J lead singer before. Like yeah. When I'm, yeah, a little bit that. <laughs> when I kind of have my hair a certain way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe they thought we were somebody. Um, but we're nobody. You are um, somebody. <laughs> I'm a person. Uh, but we turned out with the band, uh, kind of got all their gear in, and uh, we all just walked in, and the, I mean the band. And everyone, like producers and stuff, made up of like nearly 10, 12 people. And then in our crew, we had three. So you just got a lot of people there. Some have been, but most haven't. So everyone's just walking. For the first hour, everyone's just walking around looking. Yeah. And we we're in Studio Two, by the way. The studio, the big the studio. The place to be. Um, and I was looking at pictures of the Beatles that were there. I mean, so many people have recorded there, but it's iconic that the Beatles have. Um, you, looking at all these pictures of like Ringo, George, and John, John, uh, just kind of standing there, and then I've got a picture that I took, and it's exactly the same, only yeah. they're not there, and it's like nothing's changed. This is how it was. I mean, I'm literally stood in the spot that incredible music was made. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it was just a day to remember. I'm admittedly a bit boring. Um, amazing watching the producers and the engineers work and yeah. some of the skill level of some of these people is like amazing. And of course the artists. Um, but we didn't have a lot to do yeah. <laughs> because we're kind of there just to facilitate. Just soak up the fact That's that you're in every, a place any, where... Exactly. Anytime I got bored, I would just think, who's, who's been sat here? Yeah. Who, like, what kind of music has been made there? The engineer that we had was actually, he'd won, an, I think, an, a Grammy for being the producer for Uptown Funk. Nice! <laughs> yeah, so that was quite a big one. Amongst many other things, I think he I think um, he recorded, uh, what's her name? The Adele. Her, Adele? I think her album 25, so is that her third or something? Mm, I'm going to, yeah. Okay, we don't know, I think the first is 21. So maybe a second. Anyway, um... So yeah, it's just a, a crazy place to be. It was yeah. really amazing. It's just got like magic coming out of the walls there, doesn't yeah. it? It just feels a mad. I mean, you you walk around the place and there's all these posters on the wall of all the films they've done and all of this and that. Yeah. And it's like wow, like I'm in a real place of royalty, yeah. musical royalty. Um. So yeah, that was that was my that was amazing. But enough of that. That was pretty much my week. Um. Sounds like possibly. A good one. Uh. Tim, do you have a highlight, though? Because that's where we go next, isn't it? Uh, do you know what? I had one lined up, and it was it's a changed. really... Huh? It's changed. It's changed. So the one I had was a pretty cool new track by quite an urban artist. Bit edgy. Bit kind of... Um, bit modern. But then, we were sat here, <laughs> we were getting ready to record, 
and I thought you were singing a song, <laughs> and it turned out you weren't singing this song, but then I played the song I thought you were singing, and I would be lying if I said I'd enjoyed listening to a piece of music more this week than this particular song. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. I think it makes sense. Basically, can you remember what you were actually singing? Um, no. No, not can I. No, sorry. But I thought you were singing Macy Gray's I Try. <laughs> And <laughs> we played it in this room and both just sang along, jammed, and what nodded. I, oh, I was singing Queen. Oh, yeah. Champion. <laughs> we are the champions. Um, yeah. yeah, you were. And it was just a great moment. And I love it when you kind of remember those weird sort of classic songs that have got some space in the back of your memory that you've pretty much completely forgotten about. But then it comes on and all just sparks up again in your mind mm. and you just sink into this kind of lovely little bit of music I think it stands up as a bona fide classic and an underrated one um, to go back to our overrated underrated <laughs> I, I haven't heard this for years and I don't think anyone's playing it anymore they should be that's my play it more yeah exactly and to start that movement I'm going to play it right now this nice. is Macy Gray with I Try Games changes when will they go from here? When will they stop? I believe that fate has brought us here And we should be together, babe But we're not I'll play it off, but I'm dreaming of you
yours, Macy Gray. How good was that voice? Just one of the best in that. It's, <laughs> it's one of those that even again, while we listen to it, it's so fun to do an impression of because it's so distinctive and so unique. It's like <laughs> everyone goes like so. <laughs> I kind of sound like her with my cold. Yeah, um, but everyone goes so over the top when they do it. <laughs> They're trying to be Kermit, don't they? All right, trying to sing goodbye. That was really good. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Um, so Harry, do you have a musical highlight of the week? So mine is also a very good one. Um, last Wednesday, I went to see a band that I've wanted to see for a very, very, very long time, uh, along with a very dear friend of mine, Annie. Um, there's a little bit of a history with us. We're <laughs> interested. You've gone straight to that. No, well, it's important for the for the whole kind of for the reasoning behind why it was such a good experience in general um we kind of met through a mutual love of beach house in a way interesting Um, and we've both really wanted to see them i can't remember if annie had seen them yet i don't think she had um in fact i'm pretty sure she hadn't but we they were finally playing troxy we bought the tickets about seven or eight months ago i think wow possibly long old wait yeah quite expensive tickets as well um but yeah, turn up to the Choxy, half seven. <laughs> Such a long silence. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Walked in. I've never been to the Choxy before. Um, it's a cool little venue, isn't it? Very cool. Quite grand. Um, yeah. Kind of walked in there, like, um, felt a little bit like we walked into the Titanic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like all these kind of pillars and staircases and things. Um, now, I'll, I'll be transparent. Um I we smoked a little bit, um, and uh, I'm not being cool. It's not a cool thing, it's uh, not, but it's, it's just not, something we did. It's not big. Just... It's not clever, <laughs> but it was fun. <laughs> um, it made the experience so much different for me. And the reason why I'm kind of including this is because of a song that I'm going to choose um, as a highlight. Um, originally, I was going to go with Lemon Glow because they played that um, right near the end before their encore, um, and I was just think, and I remember saying to Annie like that's the best song I've ever heard like that that was absolutely gold you're floating at this point <laughs> I'm floating and no, I was sinking into the ground oh, trust okay. me the opposite of I was, I was, I was, yeah it was weird um, but I think <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a really strange experience but they're they're, they're strange bands they're kind of like a imagine a funeral but like positive funeral music They've okay. got this. They've got this eeriness, this spookiness yeah. about their music, a I mean, haunting kind of sound. Yeah, I mean, I'm nowhere near as big a fan as you are, but I would be very intrigued to see what they're like live because really good. <laughs> because they're not a kind of sort of get up and dance kind of no, not band, at all. But they, they have these huge moments. These, yeah. you know, when the songs just like really break out. Yeah, and you know the lights and stuff all kind of help with that. Um, which is why Lemon Glow was so good because it was such this monumentous kind of or yeah. monumental occasion at the end. Um, but the song I'm going to go with it was is called Sparks, um, and it was Annie's favourite. So shout out to you, Annie. Um, but there was this really weird moment because they've got these really strange chords. You'll hear them soon, and I can't remember what any of this is called. It was touched on in dissect. Um, but basically, the chords are almost... They, they sound like they shouldn't work. 
yeah. but they do. So it's almost like the minor key or the minor note is like almost the dominant note. Um, people that I mean I didn't study it or anything. Yeah, but it's not pe- like you've got a degree in music. <laughs> people out there will uh, know the the words for it, the right terminology. But they're these. <laughs> it's those. It's so you could hear. You could almost hear each note in the chord. Right. But you would hear, just hear the kind of. You could. I. I was really picking out. Yeah. I think I was focusing on it so much that I it was like this is wrong <laughs> like, yeah. these chords aren't right and then the more I was listening to I'm like they're so beautiful <laughs> um, you know maybe it was that it was down to the music more than it was any yeah. intoxication of yeah. any sort but yeah of course of course it was but let, let's um, listen to the track so you might know what I mean cool um, but you, I, I feel like I could definitely hear it there more than I can in the kind of recorded version but um, overall absolutely dreamy night reminiscent of when we saw James Blake you kind of walk out of there thinking that was a real performance <laughs> that was... I wonder why you've picked that particular set of all the sets you've seen in your life yeah as a standout mm. I wonder why yeah maybe other <laughs> activities on the side are contributing to a certain feeling of euphoria well, isn't that just proof that that thing is very good and my throat is going <laughs> Harry's crying let's, um, let's just play Sparks by Beach House and uh, yeah a terrific gig go and see them if you can um, but yeah this is Sparks by Beach House
that sparks by Beach House. Maybe you can understand a little bit what I mean. I think it's <clears throat> just like um, he was t- saying in Dissect. You imagine those chords, do 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 do, but instead they're like do 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 do. So they're almost playing with your expectations, yeah. and I, I really love that. It's it's a very smart thing to do, and and it's a. I don't know if it's a risky thing to do because obviously people who make music a lot are like that's just a normal thing. Yeah. But for me, I'm like. No, I, th- I think it, it is it unusual. Is ris- yeah, yeah, and I think it is risky in a weird way. It reminded me of um, Arctic Monkeys' view from the afternoon. Mm. It was like bow, 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 because like none of those notes seem like they should go together either. Mm. But somehow it works into this kind of really catchy, really cool yeah. little number, and I think that has a similar. Um, a similar quality to it like you say it sort of keeps you on the edge of your seat a little bit you're like oh, this isn't where I'm going where I was expecting it to go I wonder what's coming next yeah exactly um, yeah it's cool I liked it so um yeah that was Beach House and it was really really good and also shout out Annie again uh, how many thanks. shout outs can one woman as get many, on one episode <laughs> as many as I can fit in shout out Annie shout out <laughs> Annie anyway we are done with the highlights Tim nice So this week, listeners, because Tracks is nothing if not current, we're building a whole episode around something that happened between kind of May and August of this year. You know, very current. It may well have been on other people's radars for a while, but for us, it's only just appeared on ours. So have a little listen to this, and we're going off from this point. your ears are not deceiving you what you've just listened to is Weezer Naughty's pop punk classic act Weezer covering Africa by Toto you wouldn't think so would you you would not think that is a thing that would have happened but it did and why did it happen I'll tell you it was all kicked off by an online petition started by 15 year old Mary Clinn on Twitter 
who uh, she basically just started spamming Weezer. She made an account that said, Weezer, please cover Africa by Toto. And then just constantly tweeted and tweeted and tweeted and tweeted at them. And it got all kinds of people joining in to the point where Weezer could no longer say no. They mm. gave in to the trolls and first of all, they trolled them back a little bit. They covered Roseanne, which yeah. is another Toto song, before coming up with the goods. A version of Africa, which... It's the same as well. Until the chorus. The chorus is different and importantly different. But it's actually given them a bit of a resurgence. Uh, they've been on Jimmy Kimmel playing it. They're getting quite a lot of radio airplay. They're kind of getting a bit of relevancy. They played maybe it they, on Jimmy Kimmel. They did indeed. Um, and Toto have returned the favour by covering uh, Weezer's classic Hashpipe. It's all a bit odd. It's kind of the story that none of us were really sure we wanted this year. In fact, no one knew they wanted, but I feel I find it a bit of a feel-good factor in this one. And um, I mean, it's all, sadly, it's all down to money. Do you think? I mean, in terms of um, both bands would have benefit, they've both, benefited they've from They've seen it. a bit of limelight and they've thought... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, just to get the, the rights to, to do a cover like that, I mean, Toto... Well, Africa, no, Toto. I think in like, yeah, of course, you, you do that. Yeah, maybe, but I'm not. I'm not cynical trying to, or not, Harry. I'm not trying to sell it. What saying. it shows is the power of the internet, the power of petitions, and the power of the musical community to get what we want. If we want a band to cover things, if we want a band to do a tour, if we want a band to do whatever we want, we can now start a petition and try and make it happen. Democracy. The power is in our hands what will we do with it well this week we're going to think about what we might do with it by suggesting a few petitions that we would like to start okay does that sound good to you Harry of course it does Tim brilliant so who's going to kick us off you're going to kick us off I'm going to kick us off of course you are interesting because you've got a particularly good one that's going to finish off the episode am I right of course you're right I'm right (laughs) Um, so I'm going to start with one which was inspired by the classic movie, School of Rock. Now, I know you're a School of Rock fan, Harry. Mate, it's one of my favourite films ever. It's brilliant, isn't it? It's 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 not even like a... Um, what's it called when you like like a film but you shouldn't? Guilty pleasure. Yeah, it's not a no, guilty, it's not pleasure. guilty pleasure. It's just no, an absolute wait. classic. It yeah. feels like it's a kid's film and it shouldn't be a classic, but it just is for all ages. Yeah. I remember going to see it with my dad. I wonder when that came out. I was probably about 12 Maybe even yeah. slightly younger. I mean, that is almost a huge reason as to why I even picked up a guitar in the first place. Yeah. I um, saw that and I thought, oh my God, you can be in a band when you're like <laughs> 10. Like, yeah. I want to do that. You're thinking, I'm not cool. I literally, <laughs> I'm not cool. <laughs> <laughs> you're fat and you smell a body odour. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> um, I think I started guitar lessons literally about six months after watching that film. Maybe even sooner after. I think I was just like, Mum, Dad, yeah, that's I want to be a rock star. I want to be a rock and roll star. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a quote. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> Us and our listeners probably haven't seen it for a while, so let's just say it is. Yeah. Um, but there's a scene in that film where um, up on the blackboard, Jack Black is kind of plotting out the history of rock music. Yeah. And it's kind of painted as being uh, off the curriculum, unnecessary lesson. But I actually think that should 
happen. I think a knowledge of popular culture and pop music is something that I didn't come out of school with. I had to go and do that myself. All on our own. Yeah. But I, I don't think any kids should be leaving school and not knowing who, you know, Mark Bolan or George Harrison or Patti Smith or any... Any Even of things these like people. the Sex Pistols and knowing what punk did and all yeah. of that stuff, you know. Exactly. These are the things that the timeline. They brought us to where we are in culture. It's vitally important and I think would I have got more use out of learning that than Pythagoras theorem? Turns out, yes. <laughs> I don't even know what Pythagoras theorem is anymore, do you? Uh, is it pi? Maybe. It, that would make sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. He's got something to do with triangles though. Well, I think... Ah, oh, let's not do it. <laughs> I don't know. We're dumb. Um, <laughs> we do be dumb. But we do know a bit about music, and I think all kids should too. So I, I would start a petition for uh, musical history to be taught in schools. Okay, cool. You just, will you sign it? I would sign it. Perfect. You have my clarification. Would you sign it at Homelessness? Yeah, you Perfect. would. Perfect. Lovely stuff. So we'll start off with that one, and as a song to... Uh, kind of go with it I mentioned Mark Bowen a minute ago so I'm going to play a bit of T-Rex and I'm going to go with Cosmic Dancer I was dancing when I was 12 I was dancing when I was 12 I was dancing when I was out I was dancing when I was out Myself right at the womb. I dance myself right at the womb. Is it strange to dance so soon? I dance myself right at the womb. I was dancing when I was eight. i 
little bit of t-rex there harry do you have a petition for us i have a petition for you um now i haven't really figured out the ins and outs of how i'm gonna make this work okay but um the other day uh, my friend went to a gig and i was really pleased with the way it was organized okay interesting so we've all tried to get tickets to you know a big gig coming up something like childish gambino kendrick lamar Arctic Monkeys, all these kind of big um, arena sellout kind of tours yeah. and stuff. And how easy is it to get a ticket? It's a bloody nightmare, Harry. It's, it's a bloody nightmare. <laughs> and if you do, you have to pay, you know, 150, 200 quid after you've missed out. Yeah. Um, and tickets sell within seconds. Yeah. Um, I would like to bring a petition for all large venues, kind of... Um, roundhouse size up to do the same thing as Fortet did so Fortet is the band that my mate went to see at Brixton nonetheless and they they did this thing where it was £8 a ticket and the only way you could get it is if you were a confirmed fan or like a a I can't remember like a confirmed fan mm. so you had to on a mailing list or something on like a mailing list or you, prior to the release you had to be um, signed up to on this website whatever it was you had to be a Fortet fan so you, you click fan of Yeah. so then by the time the tickets come out you're then verified as a fan that's good which means like nobody could come along buy 20 tickets and then sell them all for three times face value I like it and I'm fed up of not being able to see people that I love and having to wait for things like Glastonbury and hoping they're going to be there. Talents are a massive, massive problem in the music industry. Huge. There is no escaping it. And it. I don't know quite what the answer is. I like I like the sound of your solution. Whatever the solution is, it's just got to stop. Yeah. So, I mean, it's probably a way... 
I'd, maybe there was a limit. I think they, I think you could only buy a single ticket because then you would get people. So say there's a list of all the musicians, and we would go through and click the ones that we want to be verified fans of. Yeah, you would get people then clicking all of the members. Yeah, so on and so forth. I'm sure there'll be people out there that make a thousand accounts and click every single one there, there always will be a way around things because people are thieves just say that um, you've got to have like like your Glastonbury ticket you've got to have the face of your face <laughs> the, the face, face of, of you. your face <laughs> on your ticket whoever goes in has yeah. got to match up with the face on their ticket and I don't I don't think that's doing that. that's not too much as long as it's yeah. there's an organisation that does it yeah. you know and you're not having to sign up to 30, 40 different things every time you want to go and see a band I think that stuff needs to happen because it, it's sad that it's got this way and it should be as easy as just trying to get a ticket. Yeah. But it's not. And I apologise for mine being just a really serious one. <laughs> um, but It's all right. There's plenty of time for silliness you... and seriousness on this podcast. <laughs> Still seriousness. And uh, I just want to know, Tim, would you be happy to sign that petition? I would 100% sign that petition. Thank you very much. Um, so obviously uh, Forte aren't the only band doing this uh, or the only artist doing this um, but they're just who I'm going for so I'm, I'm going to go for a Forte track uh, and let's play 
that was 2017 by Fortet. Uh, Tim, what you got up next? Well, first of all, I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out a couple of good petitions that have already taken place, which I found online. Um, the first of which was in March 2013, when uh, fans flocked to the petition website We the People to demand that R. Kelly's Ignition Brackets remix was made the U.S. national anthem with the text reading, we, the undersigned, would like the Obama administration to recognise that we need a new national anthem, one that, even a decade after creation, is still hot and fresh out of the kitchen. So even with his history, they want that. <laughs> I mean, it's an interesting choice of artists. I wonder yeah. if... I mean, in 2013, that stuff was well known. Yeah. These aren't new revelations. So they have chosen to overlook that. But... Yeah, I guess. I just quite liked the, the reasoning of... <coughs> Your national anthem must be hot and fresh out of the kitchen. <laughs> is ours. Uh, Mama is rolling that body. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just someone before like an Olympic event singing singing that song with their hand on their heart. Hot and fresh out the kitchen. <laughs> You're imagining a slowed down version of it. More Good point, orchestral, yeah. more choral. You'd have choral. Choral. <laughs> more orchestral and quarrel. Uh, no, who who did uh, We the People last year? Because uh, We the People. That was Tribe Called Tribe Quest. Tribe Quest. That would work better. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, I'd like that. Yeah, new petition. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's also been petitions such as um getting a statue of Wiley put up in Bow. Yeah, that that. that came quite close, but apparently there's no funding for it. There was one for a statue of uh, Slash in Stoke. Yeah, and Lemmy, I think. Lemmy, yeah. Are they both from Stoke? I believe so. <laughs> I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> I wasn't just pulling away your face then. Uh, it's gone now. That, that's odd. Yeah, just who knew Stoke was a hotbed of... Yeah, I mean, sometimes I forget that that Led Zeppelin are Brummies. Are they? Yeah. I know nothing about from Led Birmingham. Zeppelin. I know absolutely <laughs> less than zero. No, about a lot of people don't know that. And from it's Birmingham. like it's to my absolute shame. Yeah, I'll, you know, in, a, in the future when we bring together albums, uh, a Led Zeppelin one will surely be in there for for you to listen to that I know. I would hope so. Yeah, because I need educating in that area. Thank God um, to my dad. Good old dad. Good old Bob. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Two separate people. <laughs> Um, but one I did find which is uh, still running at the moment was Mm. to stop Vivaldi being used as hold music on the benefit inquiries line with the reasoning being while it's understandable that businesses do need waiting music to occupy the minds of inquirers playing Vivaldi's spring over and over again creates associations incompatible with normal levels of appreciation that one should have for a classical musician basically if you keep using that as whole music, people are going to get so pissed off with it that they're not going to appreciate that it's quite good. Yeah. And I think that's kind of a fair point. So pick a bad song? Well, that pick is... pick a nothing-y song. That is the suggestion, isn't it? Make a tune for it. So make a good tune, but specifically for that job. The whole song. Yeah. You commission a, some musicians. <laughs> well, my, my, my kind of alternative suggestion is where my song is going to come from uh i think it should be something that's basically been forgotten about but while you're sat there listening you're gonna kind of dance around to it you're gonna enjoy it you don't need any context or anything like that it's just got a kind of universality i'll tell you what taito by africa no africa by taito jesus (laughs) if i do that again do that 
And finally, we can get people to stop loving it for no reason. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say for no reason, but I like no, your thinking. I would. I feel like it's it's way too it's way, like it's decent, but I hear it so much. It's overplayed. I'd rather people disliked it again, so then it can have another rebirth, rebirth another time in the future. I'm Interest, done with it. Interesting POV. Don't want to hear that again. Um, but that's not what I'm going to go for. I basically went for kind of an 80s dancey classic that I think people will... I, I, I just like the image of people. You sat there, you're pissed off, you just want them to answer the bloody phone, and then you hear a little song, and you're like, ooh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> and you forget you're even on hold. So I'm going with Yazoo and Bad Connection, because it's also got a bit of a phone type of thing going on. Yeah. It's a good tune. Okay, nice. Let's have a little listen. was Yazoo with Bad Connection. Lovely stuff. Um, good tune, but I've got one. Okay. I think. Uh, we'll see which one we put in the petition. Probably your one. I would go with Tequila. 
because I like to think there's somebody that's been sat there for six minutes. Yeah. And they're annoyed, but I, <laughs> but they're just sitting on the phone like, oh, for God's sake, when is this person coming? Tequila. Oh. <laughs> like they, they have to do the little bit at the end. Tequila. Come on. Yeah. I like that one too. Yeah. Both Fun. could work. Okay. Maybe we switch them up. Switch them up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's the petition. Would nice you sign it? Yeah, of course. Nice. I want to keep <laughs> I'm signing it too. <laughs> nice. Right, Harry, have you got another one? Oh, I do have another one. Um, so this one, it was almost it, was, it almost becomes a bit of a joke for us because uh, we could pretty much shoehorn them into any uh, <laughs> episode we do. It's not Kanye West, um, but that, that is another one. Is um, it Brockhampton? It's not Brockhampton. I purposely <laughs> tried to think of things that weren't Brockhampton related today. Um, Although but, Brockhampton to ship their merch from the UK would definitely be one that for you. would absolutely be one. Or to just not make me pay £75,000 <laughs> for a t-shirt. What have you done with that t-shirt, by the way? Wore it once, too big. It looked like a dress. You've worn it out? Yeah. Oh. I just didn't feel comfortable. I'm not surprised. It's too big. Yeah. Too big. Where did you wear it to? Work. Oh. It was fine. It wasn't <laughs> terrible, but it was just like, it was just that little bit too much. Did you look like Homer in a Moo Moo? <laughs> No, but I did have, um, I do have this like Hawaiian shirt that always makes me feel like Homer when he's uh, in that big Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. I think when he's really big or something, yeah. I can't remember what it is. Um, anyway, so what I'm going with is uh, something that always kind of ground my gears at the time and a lot for a few of us. Um, so quite a, quite a while ago now, 2016, uh, the Maccabees played their last ever show in London. Uh, Alexandra did. Palace a few of them even um, now near the end of their kind of career they never really acknowledged Brighton as much as I would have liked them to they fully kind of dropped that and became a London band again they did um, and w- that I think that means we haven't seen them in Brighton since do you remember when? I would I would hazard a guess at maybe 2004 Fourteen, the yeah. end of two thousand and fourteen. I feel like it was maybe at Comedia or no. Me, you, Jack, and Archie, former guests oh, of course, on the, the podcast, Dome. went to Brighton Dome to see them. But that was a long time. Was that ago. after the fourth album though? I think it was. You know, I can't quite remember. But it was a long time ago anyway. Interesting. Maybe and that could well have been there. their last ever Brighton gig. I think it might have been. Yeah. Um, I really wanted them to do a last ever gig in Brighton because it, I feel like Brighton was such a big place for them. Yeah. So my petition would be for the Maccabees to come and do a gig in Brighton. Yeah, and just to come back in general. Just That'd to come nice. back in general. I I know that um they're not all swaying towards that at the moment. Maybe maybe one day they I don't will. Think so. No. Um maybe they need a bit of money one day. Yeah. And they know they could definitely, definitely, definitely Those get little some kid, money. Kids' books don't pay for everything, Grand you know. Ching, <laughs> um, But I'm going to play a really old track by them. Um, it's one of the, like, early demo kind of things. Nice. It's called Happy Slap. It's a bit scratchy. Um, it's on. It's only on YouTube. That's the only place I can find it. It's probably on some old discs and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the track's called Happy Slap by the Maccabees and it's old and it's great and I love them. 
<laughs> and I just wanted someone to play a song. I had to get them in this somewhere. Yeah. So yeah, this is Happy Slap. I'd have a happy slap. Happy Slap by the Maccabees. Um, the Maccabees! <laughs> Little friends quote there. Um, on the day that uh, Ross was found stealing beers. Yeah. I did really enjoy Another that, weird say. little news story that you don't expect to happen. Yeah, great times. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, moving on. Tim, what have you got up next? So my final petition is going to be, I hope, a solution to one of my most consistent problems as a music fan how often do you go to a gig you're so excited you get there 20 minutes half an hour before the band you're excited for about to come on you think you've got a perfect spot and then whoosh a giant stands in front of you for some reason bfg the tallest people on earth always just appear in front of you at the worst moment and there's no escaping them doesn't help that we're not the tallest people in the world. No, but we're not tiny. No, we're not midgets. Um, Sorry, you can't not. say that, can you? No, we're, we're not small. Small people. Small we're people. medium-sized people. Yeah. Um, but it always happens. Uh, almost without fail. And I understand. Tall people want to watch the bands too. And they want to get close. And that's sort of fine. Yeah, I mean... But it's also not fine. It's selfish. I've definitely heard from... I mean, if I was a tall person... I feel like my anxiety at gigs would be through the roof because yeah. I'd just be... I mean, at this gig that I went to, I was so anxious about being in people's way yeah. and like making enough room for people and blah, blah, blah. If I was tall as well, I would probably stand by the sides. It must be awful knowing way. that everywhere you go, you can just hear in the back behind you, like, oh, yeah. oh, 
Who's this fucking BFG turned up? But my solution actually alleviates that anxiety for them too. Right, so give us your solution. Everyone kind of wins. Remember when you were at school yeah. and you'd have your class photo at the end of the year? I hated it, yeah. And yeah, it was never a fun day. <laughs> but the tall people would go at the back and the short people would go at the front. Yeah. It was split up by height. No one had problems with that kind of segregation. It was just how the world worked. It wasn't, um, you know, demeaning. It was just fine. That was yeah. how we're going to do it. And it made sense for everyone. I think everyone would feel better at a gig if the short people were at the front and the tall people were at the back. Yeah. Just have, you know, this is for people under five foot. I this think... is for people under five and a half foot. I think they should do assembly system so everyone has to sit cross-legged on the floor, cross <laughs> on the floor and then you get like the older people at the back you can sit <laughs> yeah. on the benches yeah all that <laughs> why do they do that year, year sixes could all sit on benches at the back we had did chairs but yeah, it chairs. was still very much like an honour yeah to, you felt like a king oh, back yeah. there <laughs> yeah you did look at all these paupers <laughs> below me <laughs> because it, I remember getting to like year five and it started to get like there wasn't really enough space. You get for closer all. to the back, don't you? Yeah, the yeah you slowly get further and further <laughs> back. Um, and yeah, it was kind of a bit more uncomfortable to be sort of cross-legged on the floor. And I just remember thinking, I cannot wait to be on a chair in year six. This is going to be <laughs> the best thing ever. And then you get there, it's like, yes! <laughs> I, I win! Us. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah Fraud beans from another <laughs> This little light of mine. <laughs> oh, assemblies. What yeah. are we doing? We should do an episode on assembly songs. Yeah. Because they were some absolute bangers. That little light song days. was golden. I'm gonna let like, it shine. Clap along like proper lights. Let it shine. Let it shine. Oh, let it shine. <laughs> I wish comes, I got that into comes it. Comes a gospel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> properly. <laughs> Someone heading it at the front. Yeah. Come on now. <laughs> Uh, at my primary school our head teacher interestingly enough called Mr Schooling great surname for head teacher <laughs> but he's not he... going to do anything but go into school is yeah, he yeah exactly but he was a brilliant piano player mm. and he would be he would do the kind of you know sort of half standing up sort of squatting at the piano like yeah. bam bam <laughs> <laughs> he was like he was so good and he really did playing like blues numbers and yeah, stuff he really did get the... oh my mama left me <laughs> when I was a child it was brilliant um, yeah, if I could go back to those days, nice. I would. Yeah, um, that'd be good. But yeah, I think that would solve issues at gigs. So that's my suggestion. We're solving a lot of gig issues here, aren't we? Yeah. Gigs are going to be perfect. Everyone can get in finished. and everyone can see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So would you sign my petition? I would. I'm a little sceptical because I like to be with my friends and some of the ones that are taller, I'll have to go and say bye to. Yeah, I know. that is But a, a lot of my closest friends are the same height. So actually, I would sign it. It would, it would be a bit of um, like when people are like, do you want to go to this gig? And it's like, I, I don't really want to stand on my own. Sorry, yeah. tall person, tall friend. <laughs> tall people would have to start their own union and kind of yeah, go right. to gigs together. Because we are average height, yeah. so we would be with the majority. Yeah, we'd have So all the tall people are getting ostracised over at the yeah. back. <laughs> yeah, and short people who don't like to kind of mosh yeah. might also be in a bit of trouble down at the front. But this is very selfish. Minor enough. details. <laughs> <laughs> we want to be in front. <laughs> um, so yeah, lovely, lovely. And for my song for that pick, I'm gonna go with Dizzy Rascal. Stand up tall. Nice. Mm-hmm.
Dizzy Rascal and my third and final petition. Harry, I believe you're going to take us out with a good one. Yeah. So, my third and final actually is a petition to ban all petitions. I mean, come on, Tim. Who do we think we are? I kind of agree. You've barely said anything to explain why (laughs) this is your final petition, but I'm already on board. I won't be able to word it any better, really, because I'm not very good with the old wordos. But, um... They're just they're a little bit contrived, I guess, aren't they? It's it's very they are kind of selfish, you know. Who's to say? I mean, when you think of right, petitions, I'm thinking. I remember sending this uh, email to a podcaster, an Arsenal podcaster, and he really didn't like um, what's his face drummer. I can feel it, Collins. Carl, Phil Collins. Um, so I sent him this thing saying his petition for Phil Collins, and he was like there's only one thing I hate more than Phil Collins and that's petitions <laughs> and I was like yeah, you're right like I think just I think because frivolous we, like musical yeah. ones yes we're not yeah. talking about like uh, of course you know political important yeah save the refugees type frivolous petitions. ones definitely because like 
yes, we would all sign a petition to say Bono can no longer make music. But there's millions of fans of U2 and Bono out there. And who's to say that 10,000 to 100,000 people signing a thing should say that all of those people have to miss out? And the reason why I bring this up is because a couple of years ago, Kanye was told he could uh, headline Glastonbury. And people were signing this petition and it was getting very close. And I was starting to think like, oh no, are these people going to get their say? Like, uh, should they be allowed to? Like, who are they to say, you know, just don't go see him. Like, that's the thing. Like, a lot of these petitions can be sorted by just don't do the thing that you don't like. Um, Whereas some of these ones we brought up are ones that I would happily sign and can be used. So maybe I should adapt mine slightly to pointless petitions. Bars are all pointless too. <laughs> well, actually, know. a I couple of them were useful. The whole teaching thing and stuff yeah. like that. These are these are those are important things. Um, but you know, just in general, petitions are a bit sad, aren't they? I kind of agree. I'm on board with this one. Yeah. Uh, so let's never do this episode again. Yeah. Let's We've forget everything here. that happened over the last hour and move on. With move our on lives. to our lives and the song you're going to take us out with. Okay. Well. The reason why I'm kind of going for this is because I know people don't want, wouldn't want me to play it. There'd be a petition um, for you to not play this song. There'd be a song. petition to not <laughs> play this. Which I'd probably sign, Because everyone, everyone hates it, and uh, I've actually grown to like it a bit, because it's just a bit fun, and it's <laughs> funny, and the the non-explicit version is hilarious. Yeah. Um, but I'm playing I Love It by Kanye, um, <laughs> featuring that other dick. Um, not other dick, but also, at the moment, other dick. Um, so, yeah, this is it, really. Tim... Thanks for coming. <laughs> You're welcome, mate. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. As per usual, I've been Harry. I've been Tim. And uh, this is I Love It by Kanye taking us out. You're such a fucking hoe. I love it. You're such a fucking hoe. I love it. You're such a fucking hoe. I love it. Your boyfriend is a door. Make love it.